Alrighty, you're listening to the CNC Replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noelle. I'm Corey, and we're back and better than ever. Ready to party. It is, uh, lots happened. A lot's yep. happened in two Life weeks. has happened. Life Craziness. has happened. Corey, do you want us to want to explain to us your life event? No. Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's just so so for everyone listening we just recorded this first two minutes and then it got edited so now it's like we're redoing the past two minutes so it sounds scripted but it's like this is i've never once been scripted in my entire life i don't care who you are and that's why we're sponsored by okay we're off to a wonderful start. We're I said we're back better than ever, so who Yeah, know, that was different. It's wild. We are actually sane here for the most part. No, we're I not. just We root for Detroit sports. How can we be sane? <laughs> well yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry. So Corey, did anything happen to you in the past yeah, two weeks? Uh, people, <laughs> yeah, particularly in the past two weeks. Um I'm no longer in Michigan. Um I'm what? actually I'm still in the Midwest. I'm in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I moved down here for a youth pastor job at Highmark in Fishers, which is like 20 minutes away. Um, So super pumped, super excited. Uh, First official Sunday was two weeks ago, and then my first uh, Wednesday um, was uh, this past Wednesday. So uh, pumped just to be, uh, you know, doing ministry stuff officially as opposed to unofficially as an intern um so that's really cool uh and then all of my kids are already started to make fun of me so wonderful they already have started to rip on you know all of the detroit teams i they asked me who who do i root for and i'm like oh you know all like michigan area team lions tigers red wings wolverines but it's like, man why do you root for such bad teams it's like i can't help it I was, I'm, I've been sworn in, so born into it. Born into it. So that's where I am. I'm in. I'm in my. I'm in my uh, kitchen area, and it's pretty nice. Pretty nice spot. I enjoy it. I've got a roommate. Uh, his name's Luke. Shout out Luke. Um, he lets me live here for pretty cheap. So that's pretty awesome. We love cheap rent. We love hashtag cheap rent. And that's about where we left off. So they're now pretty much from here on out. It's like no longer scripted. <laughs> Sponsored by fizzy drink. Well, that was the paperclip <laughs> making all the noise. Okay. Generic cola. <laughs> where are we starting? Watch, this is a disaster. Their, where? No, we gotta start with a draft. We have to start. We uh, honestly. There's no structure. Honestly. We have to start with the team that could be in the best place right now. All it took was one speech. Which that is which, all it took. Which is which took is one speech. Which is somehow the Detroit Lions. I okay, no, they're not in the best. <laughs> the Red Wings are definitely in a better spot, but oh yeah, the fight for number two is shockingly going to the Lions. Pistons and Lions. Oh, they're but, fighting for two. Oh, oh man! I we'll yeah. get to that later. You hold yourself back. Tigers are later. All right, Chris. Do you want? Do you want to tell the people? Well, or should we just should we just talk about about? Let's just the do run the draft run. first. Okay. We can... Okay. Well, uh, I for one was shocked. Um, yeah. And which which I shouldn't be because I'm a Lions fan, and really you should just expect you should expect to be 
surprised or disappointed or, or all sorts of whatever. Um, but the draft was super weird this year. And this, this I'm going to walk you through my thought process. I thought for sure the Lions were going to take a quarterback um, just because they even – it seemed like as the season ended – the Lions were like, oh, they could go quarterback, they could go wide receiver, they could go to this, this, or, excuse me, since the Stafford deal. They were like, oh, they could go this, this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and with all of these teams, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and, you know, all these other teams rumored to like, okay, maybe we could trade up and, you know, draft a quarterback in, a, I guess, a very heavily, heavily, you know, quarterback draft. Um, it seemed like the Lions were always kind of in the middle of that. So the... The giant or the the 49ers traded up to third, and everybody knew they were taking a the quarterback. They just didn't know who. Um, Great job on them, by the way. Yeah, way to way to not take Mac Jones at three because that would have just been an absolute disaster. Um, and then the Dolphins traded up, but they kind they were essentially they were getting into that spot. It's like okay, whichever Alabama receiver is left, we're going to take. Um, mm-hmm. And then forever. Penny Sewell was rumored to go to the Bengals, but the Bengals yeah. also wanted to reconnect some college buddies with Jamar Chase, which is, for the sake of the pick, is a very good pick because, yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow was... I, I don't think I've ever seen another like college football season, especially at quarterback. I mean, you knew Joe Burrow was not going to lose that year. You knew he wasn't going to make any mistakes. And what he, I think he had six touchdowns in the first half of the semifinal uh, against Oklahoma. I mean, it, it, he was, he was ungodly playing it. So connect those two guys, whatever. Um, so after that passed, Penny Sula was there and he was definitely slam dunk the best offensive lineman prospect um, available. But to my point of everybody trading all over the place, the Panthers and the Lions were rumored to be trading with each other like for a long time. And then the Panthers go out and trade for the Jets, you know, Sam Darnold, to be their starter. So when that trade happened, that told me that the Lions don't want to move from seven. Because they're thinking that somebody's going to fall to them, and you know they're going to they're going to take whoever. And to me, I, I thought that was quarterback because the Panthers were looking for a quarterback, and then they got their quarterback almost seemingly because the Lions wouldn't trade with them because they were going to take a quarterback. So that's what I thought. Uh, but then I thought back to a press conference earlier that Dan Campbell had. They said their draft strategy was to take the best player available at every position, um, or at any position, excuse me. And Penny Sewell was the best player available. And now the Lions, for as dysfunctional as they are, um, and for them to have holes everywhere that you can think of, now probably have a top five offensive line. Yeah. Albeit if, if, Sewell, if Sewell is the player that he's supposed to be, they will have a top five offensive line in the NFL this year. Yeah, no, 1,000%. Yeah, like without question. I The thing that I was most shocked about when it came to the draft, well, first of all, if you have the chance, look up on YouTube the call to Panay Sewell from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. That will give you absolute goosebumps. They, it, From what it looked like, they were so happy that he dropped there. Because oh, yeah. it, 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 it sounded like, and I, I, I thought Panay Sewell was going to go to the Bengals, 
And then if the Bengals want to take him, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't go to the Dolphins, But you have because you have two brand-new, right-out-of-college quarterbacks. The funny thing is, so Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase. Tua got Jalen Waddell. So now we got two college two college wide receivers with two college QBs. So, yeah, that's excellent. When he dropped to us, that room went absolutely berserk, and that pick came in super quick. They knew exactly what they oh, were yeah. doing. As soon as it came off, they were like, hot dog, we got him. And it, it, it's, it's so cool to hear them talk. And so what's funny there, we take Panay Sewell on the first round, and then we take two defensive tackles in round two and three. Which for me, it shows that we're, it's no surprise coming from Dan Campbell, we're playing big man football. We're playing absolute lights out, like we are building up the trenches, which makes me so freaking happy. You know, I, I, sorry, no, no, go, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. The other thing that it tells me though is if we're taking offensive line, it it leads me to believe that we're going to be using golf for the next couple years. But. I, I know, I know. That's what I'm. I, I I think we got him for a reason, and I think we're going to use him. That's just me. I I I would. Goff is a he's a bench not a bench warmer. He's a he's a seat warmer. He he's going to be there until the next guy comes around. I, it's going to be a couple of years though. Goff doesn't move. No, it's not. The Lions are still I, the Lions are still going to be bad. Yeah, they're still going to be very bad this year. I mean, they might, they yes. they could, they could develop a very nice rushing game with their offensive line. Mm-hmm. But they have, they have a little to no offensive weapons. I mean, I guess uh, T.J. Hawkinson, but I, I, you took a you took a downgrade from Stafford to Goff, mm-hmm. and then you also lost your two top receivers. I, I don't I. And then your defense still is bad. I mean, I think I think those the defensive tackles are going to plug in quite nicely because I, I have a comment about the second half of the draft. Um, but uh, they, their corners are still miserable. Um, they oh, yeah. drafted. They addressed that. They drafted one. Uh, I think it was the third round uh, this year. But nowhere are you going to nowhere on the planet. I hope I hope I eat these words. You are not going to improve as a football team going from Stafford to Jared Goff, and then also having very limited, uh, very limited uh, offseason additions to the rest of your team. You are not going to get better. You are going to get worse. Write it down. Put my mortgage on it. I don't have one. So, but I, the Lions will be worse. They will. Oh yeah, absolutely. I will agree they will be worse, but. I think they're going to be bad with Garrett, Jared Goff for the next couple of years. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, they'll be bad. I think two. I give I give Goff two years before sure. like he's done off the roster. Um, but I, I wanted I want to talk about uh, their fourth round, which I thought, and I think many NFL people are like, this was an incredible fourth round for the Lions. So they they addressed the wide receiver um, issue, not issue, but I guess problem. Um, with Aman Ra, with Aman Ra St. Brown, who's a wide receiver out of USC, uh, also related to Equiminius St. Brown, who plays for the the Packers. So football family, everybody was saying that this was like a second to third round talent that fell to the Lions in the fourth round. So ever, uh, there was a few analysts that were saying that wide receiver was very deep, and the Lions took that to heart because they didn't take one until the fourth round. And again, this guy might come in. And be like 
the third or second wide receiver on that team. Mm-hmm. Very well may. That would be a lot to ask, but um, still. I, I everybody likes that pick. I like just he's got some athleticism. He's a little bit smaller um, than people would like, but still like we just need talent at that position. And then personally for myself, other than the slam dunks, this Derek Barnes pick that immediately after the St. Brown pick in the fourth round might be the best in the draft. He's an undersized linebacker, but went to Purdue, Big Ten country, so shout out, go Big Ten. Um this guy is physical beyond belief and he's quick he loves to hit and hurt people and you look at the quotes from those defensive tackles like there was explicits everywhere in their quotes is like i just want to hurt somebody like bad and then this barnes guy is all they showed all they showed on this guy's highlights was just him just blowing up people i mean i get you're trying to find the best highlights for everybody but like all the analysts were like this guy, this guy's a football player. He's a he's a baller. And if that doesn't fit the the mo of Campbell and the boys, I don't know. I think I think he very well may be the best rookie out of this class. Other than Sewell, he will be the best rookie out of this class. Derek Barnes. Dang. He's probably going to start. I still can't name you a linebacker on this team. You're going to get a fourth round pick starting opening opening night. Well, that's the best part for all these rookies right now is uh, you don't have much competition. Yeah. Good grief! Yeah, really. I do admit, though, I I agree with you that the Lions O line just significantly plugged a hole. Like, and the other thing I was I was reading about too is they were uh, the Lions were needed a guy on the right side, and they were trying to figure out who was the best guy on the right side. I think it was funny that during. Uh, Panay Sewell's like what do they call it? They didn't call it. They don't. We used to call it the combine, obviously, but we couldn't really do that now. It's we pro had day. like draft day, pro day, exactly. On his pro day, he was actually working on right side tackle, which was pretty sweet. So th- I think that was one thing they were looking for, and so it just plugged that a big, big, big hole. And that's going to be awesome now for Swift and Jamal Williams because now obviously they're going to have to flood more right side because you know they're going to be able to bust through with Panay Sewell. So that's going to be sweet. That's um, gonna be absolutely cool. Do you guys? Did you guys ever watch Last Chance U? Okay, so it's just like all these like high like Division One talent players that got into some trouble, whatever reason, are no longer playing Division One. So they go to like community colleges, right? And uh, one of the, for the first few seasons was at like Eastern Mississippi Community College, and they're like they're apparently some like powerhouse. I don't know. You gotta watch the show; it's really good. Um, but one of the players from that. Um, one of those teams uh, was an undrafted free agent signing for the Lions. His running back named Rakeem Boyd. Um, and that guy was, I, I remember watching his, his season and like once he got to like see the field, cause he was behind a couple other people. He like led them throughout the playoffs and was just like unreal. He went, he transferred to Arkansas. I didn't follow him that closely um, at Arkansas, but I mean, undrafted free agents, especially at running back, seem to carry over into the league somewhat well, um, more so than other positions, because running back is kind of hard to judge, and because the window for running back's career is so short. Um, so keep an eye out for Rakeem the Dream Boyd, because um, that might be pretty awesome. Noel, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Not a one. Very good. Cap crunch. <laughs> <laughs>
Cap Crunch. All right. Cap. Already. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have yeah. Cap Crunch. Sorry about that, guys. It's no, been okay. a it's been a heck of a heck of a couple month or so, a couple weeks. It's been brutal. But uh, I did some research. Now we're on the Cap Crunch, and in true fashion of the draft, we're we're going to talk about the wonderful, not wonderful. It's it's an absolute atrocity. With the with the lion's cap, I'm I'm gonna love it with you guys. The, the, the wings was so much fun. The wings was so much fun because there's so much you can look forward to. There's stuff to look forward to with the lions, but I'm gonna be honest with you, it's brutal. So number one, the cap got significantly diminished. It went from what was it a one ninety eight to one eighty two. They lost 16 mil, in, and that's mostly just because of COVID. So at the moment, our cap liability was at 189, and that's of today, which means that we have to make some cuts. <clears throat> the good news is we have a lot of guys who are on that, like, not first contract, but low-level contract where they're only going to make, like, 660 base. But obviously, we have a lot of those guys we can cut. So we're projected to be at, like, 20 million for the season. That's what their analysts are saying at the moment. In hindsight, it's not that good, and the reason why it's not that good is because right now we have adjusted pretty much everyone's contract to what's happening this year, and next year we're going to be paying them up the wazoo. So, for instance, well, for starters, dead money, we're, we're paying Stafford $19 million this year oh. and next year. Yes, it's absolutely Chris, atrocious. Just, I, I don't want to cut you off. Which, no, uh, go for it. What uh, salary cap site are you using? Over the cap. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I've been using over the cap. Uh, flawless. It's pretty great, I got to admit. It's not It's not as good as cap friendly, but over the cap is pretty good. Stafford is $19 million in dead money. Uh, Trey Flowers, this is a small one, $19 million this year, 23 next. Goff. 10 million this year, 31 million next year. Taylor Decker, 5 million this year, 19 million next year. Aquara, who we just signed, 4.5 million this year, 14.5 million next year. Ragnar, 3 million this year, 12 million next year. Brockers, 3 million this year, 9 million next year. Which means, one, we have to pray that that cap goes up. And just please call this a COVID year because we are, by God, we're going to need it. We are going to absolutely need it because we're going to have to be paying all these guys next year. The other thing is, is we're going to now have to make some big cuts coming up next season. So I, I don't, it's not in, in retrospect, like, like it's not, I don't think, not retrospect, but to think hard on it, I don't think it's going to be the worst thing in the world just because. We're paying guys a lot of money. Some of them are worth it. And frankly, I think we'll find this year that some of them aren't. And I think we'll kind of weed out the people who we need to get rid of by the end of the season. But it's definitely not a position that is welcoming that we want to be in. And we're going to have to build a lot through the draft over the next coming years, which I think would explain the two first-round picks we got from the Rams. And, like, for instance, we're going to be paying Panay Sewell 660 this year because it's going to be his rookie contract. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Meanwhile, we're paying Jeff Okuda seven million dollars when he was the worst cornerback coming out of last year's draft, and he was very nice, overall. very nice, yeah, very exactly. nice. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, the Lions are going to have to make some cuts next year. We we we're not going to have any problem making cap this year, just based upon we just have a lot of low level people that are not actually going to make the roster. 
but come next year, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be pretty bad. So pray that we keep getting these awesome people in the draft and pray that uh, Brad Holmes keeps doing an amazing job because, frankly, I think he did a fantastic job. This is one of the best drafts that we had in a very long time. So that's all I have to say about that. Any comments, questions, or concerns? Uh, I will. I mean, the nature of the NFL is that a lot of these guys are – their contracts are designed to get cut at the end of them anyway. And some yep. of that, some of those contracts that we will be cutting are like older veterans. So like mm-hmm. a guy like Trey flowers probably would be on the block. I'm not saying they will, uh, but somebody that they would consider, I I'd have to double check on his, his guaranteed money situation. And then how much, cause there's also like, if you cut somebody, you get dead cap to yeah. attach to it, depending on the type of contract. I don't, I don't know the NHL or the NFL's, contract situation that well i just know the like the basic sure um so that might be a good thing what you need to do is you need to have guys like okuda guys like um not brockers and I'm, I'm just saying like uh the cornerback out of penn state that they drafted a couple seasons ago he started playing he had like a really long super interesting I'm, I'm i have uh over the cap I almost burped into the microphone, so that would have been really bad. I'm looking for his name. Is he not on the... Did they cut him? No, they didn't cut him. They should have. They did not. No, he's... Yeah, Amani Oroquarie. So that's a guy that's he's on a really cheap deal, and you want mm-hmm. him to develop. And a lot of people were saying that he was a very good corner, and I think they got him in the third, third or fourth round um, when they picked him up as well. So those are the guys that you need to do well. <laughs> you yep. don't need a Trey Flowers. Uh, or the Aquaro brothers you probably would like to see develop, especially with uh, Romeo signing that deal uh, this year to you know kind of – develop and do whatever i think he could have a potentially big year freeing up some space uh with the defensive tackles we just drafted but um Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's all doom and gloom but then if you get to a point where it looks very bad if you are a bad team and you are also one of the highest paid teams in the nfl that's bad and that's where the lions unfortunately are right now yeah Oh yeah, it is. It is sad. It is exciting because obviously this is this is one of the biggest changes we've had in the Lions in I'd say the decade. years. Yeah, in a decade. This is the this is the season of the most change that we've ever had. So it's exciting going into the next season. But oh man, they had their work cut out for them. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. So and that is Cap Crunch? Question mark. Yep, that's Cap Crunch. Ba-da-da-da. Thank you very much. Cap Crunch. All right. Um, What's next? We we have an announcement. Uh, our our dear and wonderful friend uh, Noel Rathnaw um, has infiltrated Detroit Red Wings Twitter via memes uh, and has gotten the attention of the meme lord herself, Super Nintendo Chalmers at Helmroids on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so Noel, would you would you like to tell us how how you uh, now have become heir to the meme throne. Sure, that's definitely not how it happened. But um, yeah, I created a personal Twitter for the first time since high school um, because I figured if I was running the our team Twitter, but I also had my own thoughts that I wanted to throw out there. I didn't want to attach both of your names to it. Um, 
So I created my own Twitter, followed all of the people that I felt like following. Um, and since it's we're coming to the end of the season, um, the Winging It in Motown crew usually puts on a, a really ridiculous uh, awards for the for the players at the end of the year. Um, and so uh, Sarah, who is at Helmeroids, started putting out um, a call for volunteers to help process clips and submissions and um, nominations for these awards. And I was like, hey, I love these awards. Every year I go to Twitter just to find these because they're so funny. Um, Like long before I had a Twitter, I knew that they were a thing. Um, And so I uh, threw my hat in the ring and by random generator was picked. And so now I'm in a very large group chat with a bunch of Red Wings Twitter people, which feels very weird. Um, I feel like an imposter. It shouldn't. I mean, I, you yeah. are you are on a uh, a very reputable and uh, highly uh, highly touted highly touted uh, Detroit area uh, sports podcast. So this is true. I do like I do know my stuff, and I have oh, yeah. watched enough wings stuff to be able to have an opinion on these things. Um, yeah. So the those just um, the ballot just came out. So if you feel like voting, and you're listening to this within. Uh, a couple days of May 3rd, 2021, you can go vote. Um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a fun group of people. Yeah. There so, were some anti-awards that were happening at, at one point. I don't even know. The ooh, Australians that, got that's, Rowan. Dude, no, isn't there like a fairly... I want. I wanted to make a comment on that. Isn't yeah. there like a fairly large like, There's Australian, a huge Red, Australian Wings Red Wings Yes huge that is wild like i out of all the places like you would expect like a sweden like mm-hmm. like red wings like but i mean i guess that's hockey country australia the, uh, do they even have rinks I, that i don't know these are I not mean, questions I that i asked i think i think they do but i'm still, sure they could build rinks like wh- why australia and why the red wings like why not like i don't i don't i could research that and come back to you next week because i have no idea where that started ask the meme lord cool. why why is there because like don't they like don't they kind of butt heads what do you mean uh australian twitter and the rest of us yeah, no like helmroids and the australian people or no or is that just like they're fr- like, it's like a okay. friendly it's definitely a friendly thing okay that's what i thought yeah um Rowan is the one of the most the pop like the one that I know of. Uh, I think his handle is at Yeiser Rowan or something like that. Okay. Um, he's Australian, and he's a huge Red Wings fan, and he just is like Lord Chaos on Twitter. Like the, he wants to create chaos on Twitter, so like that's where they clash. That's the only sure. like clash that I know of. So I don't know. It was a good time. And that's just interesting because like, what do they like? Do they watch the Red Wings before they like go to work every day? I don't know. Like once they're, I have no idea how that works. Or no, no, it's is Australia. They're way ahead of us. Are they? They're twenty three hours. I thought I'm thinking like 12, 12 only twelve hours, but that definitely is not right. Um, so it's like twenty. Yeah, it's twenty hours something hours. Yeah, I don't. I don't it know. It is ten a.m. right now in Australia, which is. 14 I think? 14 yeah 14ish wow okay so like no uh, well some places it's 11 so 
We're looking at fifth, like fifteen. Well, because they have yeah, they have multiple time zones because they're yeah. continent. Gin ginormous. Australia is a big place. Why are you um, so big, Australia? Who knows? Yeah. But yes, uh, Noel is now officially the uh, the leader of of Red Wings, uh, all things Red Wings in in the CNC podcast because she now has the. Um, I have the in. She has the in. And I'm trying. I'm really trying to break into Pistons. I just don't know enough she, about it. She's gonna sh shoot this podcast into superstardom. There I we don't go. Know about that. I did get to recommend some books, which was a lot of fun. It's oh, always that's my awesome. favorite part of this. Hey. Sarah Sivian liked and commented on one of my tweets. I don't know. She's the Canes um, beat reporter. <laughs> okay. Oh, very I retweeted cool. her. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's a good so, time. Everybody Making standing O down for. Down. Noel, but I guess we should talk about the Red Wings then too. Um, Thomas Grice um, is decided to wake up and become a hockey player. Well, he's the NHL's first star of the week. I know, which, which is crazy. Which is yeah. bananas, considering he, where he was at the beginning of this year. Technically speaking, he has two shutouts in a row, stopping sixty-six shots, mm -hmm. but is only <laughs> only has one win for mm -hmm. those two. If that's not a microcosm of the Red Wings' entire season, I don't know what is. I don't, like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what the locker room looks like after those kinds of games. And you know, in Letterkenny, oh, when... <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Let's go. When Coach comes in and says his tagline <laughs> and kicks a garbage can across the room, like, I'm imagining... Not Jeff Blaschel doing that. I'm imagining Bernie or Grice doing that, depending on who's in net yeah. that night. Like, you have an hour. You, do you to know score one goal? You have an hour, <laughs> over an hour to score one goal. Yeah. Do you know uh, the Earl Sweatshirt meme, uh, where he's like he like busts into like a room of people and like you can just make it say whatever it wants and it says it smells like whatever in here mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> i essentially just I, I essentially just think that you know bernier or grease just bust into the locker room like you were saying noel and it's just like it smells like bad in here yeah or like bad hockey or something like that yep. meme 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 lord we need to we need to get that we need okay. to get that are we swearing on our twitter now because <laughs> uh been avoiding it <laughs> Keeping it PG for the kids. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk with the uh, the PR. The Lord. The Lord. We'll, we'll yeah. talk with the P we'll, we'll talk with the PR director, otherwise known as Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. And and all the lovely Christian moms that that know us and love us truly. So <laughs> Heather won't too. get mad. Oh, Heather. Oh, I don't think even Heather listens. If you do listen, Heather, give me a call. So. Oh, she's your mother. You. you can call her. No, you, but like if she listens, that. she should, like I'm just gonna get a random phone call. Hopefully tomorrow, okay. it's like I listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, no, <sighs> Grice has finally been playing well, so that's good to see. And then maybe one of those can't guys. Take any more? What you can't take any more? What? <laughs> Jacob Rana. Can we please talk about it for the love of God? Please. Sure, dude. Go for it. Talk oh about it. Gosh. The floor I'm so is yours. happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I interrupted you, but like this whole time sitting here, I'm like, we we get we trade Mantha. Okay, let's be honest with you. wasn't doing much this season, anyways. We trade Mantha. He was like compared to what Mantha should be doing, anyways. For those of li those listeners out there, Chris works in extremes. 
Yes. Very, very often. You're good or you're um, not. The highs yeah. and the lows. The he rides the highs. roller coaster like a man possessed. He, you, yeah. You fail him once and you failed him for eternity. That is yep. his take on Anthony Mantha. Continue. Yep. Thank you very much. Anyways, wasn't upset that we traded him. I was I was honestly kind of hoping we would. But we got a lot for him. And everyone, before we even saw Verona play, we were like, oh man, we won this trade. And then Verona comes in and, and he's doing better than Mantha is doing right now on the Capitals. What? Are you kidding me? Do you know how much talent is on the Capitals? Do you know how much talent is on the Capitals? And our boy Vrana is doing better over here with... Oh, I can name... I'm, I'm trying to think of someone bad on our live. I'm really just like going through a whole third and fourth line. Just like... Helm. We, Helm. We have Derek, here we have Derek Helm on our team. And Vrana scoring more than Vanth is on the Capitals. Okay, I'm done. No, I, 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 everyone and their mom saw the return on the deal and was like, what the heck? How did Steve Eisenman pull this off? And then we see Verona finally play. And it's, it's one of those things, he's getting healthy scratched or whatever. He just didn't fit with – Noel made that point a few times. But now that he's un, like hinged and like ready, like he's, he's, the, he's the best player on this team right now mm-hmm. yeah that's not an exaggeration like that's not the highs that well i mean larkin's out so i mean that helps but like he literally is the offense on on this team and he is a fourth of the return that you got for this guy he's putting up he he is at the about the same production as mantha or at least what mantha would be doing if he were still here and he's not even he's not even the main con- like part of this trade. We have a first round pick coming in. Panic is panic. I don't care about him. He's just he's just uh, panic. Sp- but yes, panic, 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 panic on the ice. Um, but yeah, <laughs> boo. Um, <laughs> you are gonna. You, you, it, it doesn't it doesn't add up to how you got so much in return for Mantha. I mean. You're trading for the potential, I understand, of Mantha. You're hoping that he's just going to pop off and become this elite goal scorer that he was supposed to be. Did but that's just the tip rounds? of the iceberg. Like, I, it doesn't compute. Like, Did how good of a deal rounds? is this? Sorry. We got a first and a second. That's right. So, I mean, good, good and, lord. And we didn't retain any salary. Zero. Nothing oh is on my. the books. Gosh. Honestly, I think is the biggest thing. You wake up in the morning, you wake up, you thank God for waking up, and then you fake Steve Eiserman. In that order. That's exactly what you do. You wake up in the morning, you say, thank you God for me to have this another day. And you say, God bless you, Steve Eiserman. I I, I would just like to say that I am... We we better thank Steve Eiserman for being here because... (laughs) If he were not the state of Detroit, literally, <laughs> literally, the Lions would be the hope of Detroit. <laughs> if not for Steve Eiserman, the Lions would be the hope of Detroit. I. <laughs> you don't think the Pistons have a better chance than the Lions? Okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe I am exact. Maybe I jumped on the roller coaster with Chris, but still, 
I mean, it, we said we said the Lions and the Pistons were just with the body of work right now, right. as everything stands. Right. The Lions and the Pistons are close. Now, I think Troy Weaver is great. I think he's a fantastic GM, and the things that he's been doing has been phenomenal. But <laughs> that would that would be a very bleak, bleak <laughs> report. But and the. The Tigers are just pickaxing down oh, the block. But we can't we can't go to the Tigers yet because we have to talk about Joe Valeno making his making his NHL debut. Yeah, about time. Yeah, good. that's good. Like, that's good. Seriously. I'm so proud of the kid. He did decently well. Like he didn't score or anything, but he played. They actually gave him minutes. He played on a line with competent teammates. He played center and did a good job. I'm confused. Blasho, where was the rest of this for the rest of the season? We're on the last what six games. Yeah, a lot of it's the clock or whatever. Because the if you play ten games or something, or if you play like eleven games, then it counts as like a season or so. I don't know. So that's probably part of the reason. And then he. No, no, I'm not not Joe Valeno specifically. I'm talking about correct management of players while they're on your bench. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I understand because Joe Valeno was playing in a in a team like he was playing in the championship and then got knocked out. That's the only reason he's here right now. That's been the conversation this entire year. I mean, Shvatnikov, yeah. Rasmussen, Chalowski yep. even a little yep. bit. Um, uh, and yep. I'm going to be honest with you. Blashill did everything but put Helm in goal. So at this point, you better find something right by the end of the season. <laughs> well, there's two games. So you're hoping now that uh, Valeno can just uh, – at this point, as a young player, what more do you want? There's two games. It's like – there's zero our pressure. O- our season's over. Go out and have like fun and get your NHL contract. Yeah. Or get your get your NHL paycheck for the last two games of the year. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Pump so this kid some shots. We well, might I see think... we might see some very competitive and fun Red Wings games the last the last couple games of the year. Well, it's against Columbus, so it's a little iffy. Yeah. We Another one oh. Very well against Columbus. Well, we lost one to nothing, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. And they're currently worse than us, which is a crazy statement to make wild. in the year 2021. Absolutely wild. Torts is gone. He's going to get fired. I know. Oh, also, really quick. Where do you guys think we're going to end by the end of the season? Because right now I think we're at eight. And But we have the teams below us. Like I think Vancouver's only played like 46 games. They I don't know not... that they're going to make up all their games. No, they're... unless it's like playoff oh, implications. Really? Okay. Yeah. They're way too far behind. They've had, if you could read the stories on what players have been saying about how that was handled, crazy. Like, really? Yes. Like, absolutely atrocious. Um, yeah, we're They're not happy with the NHL currently. I don't blame them. And with the Canucks just in general. Like, the yeah, it's not good. <laughs> oh, not good. Lord. The Canucks. The Canucks. Yikes. Yeah. Not my second home. But, no, I don't know. Next year is going to be fun. Considering we don't have a lot of center depth, I'm wondering if Valeno is just going to be on the team after, after the team. Try, or tryouts. What is preseason? Training whatever camp. the Training camp. Thank you. Everything's got a name. Training camp. Um, so I think it'll be fun to see him playing center and then Big Mo mowing down grown men. On the first, <laughs> on the first line, he probably won't play the first line, depending on who our coach is. I'm kind of thinking that Blashell is going to come back. No, no, <sighs> Gerard like, I, Gallant. I know, I know, but also, uh, Igor, Igor Larionov the second. I don't know if you listened to the clip that I sent you, but he was talking Should about his, how his dad's goal is to make it as an NHL coach. That's like his next step. 
do I think that he realistically would want to touch this team with a 10 foot pole? Probably not. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Uh, again, I think Steve would probably have to pull in a, a favor or two from him and be like, Hey, come back, help me out. Please use your amazing skills and revolutionize the league again. Yes. Okay, Corey. T- time out. Time. I, I, I just have a general question for the, the three of us. Do we actually think the Red Wings are like, uh, given, look at looking at the full body of work, do we actually think that this franchise is hopeless? Not hopeless, no. but far or, away from competitive. I don't think, I don't see it that way. I simply just mm-hmm. don't. I mean, they're not, they're not an elite, whatever. I think, I think, and I said it at the beginning of this year, I was very wrong, but that's because they had a lot of veterans that don't really do anything. But I said at the beginning of this year, I think an eight seed could be very realistic. An eight. Not anything more, not anything less. Given that they'll have Larkin back, they'll have Bertuzzi back, and they won't have this weird COVID thing going on. I, I mean, COVID is still going to probably play a role in some way, shape, or form, but it's going to be a full off season. It's going to be a full training camp. It's going to be all of these things. Given a full season, given all this young talent coming up, and given that Zadina has played the majority of this season, that's a high draft pick. You're going to have Valeno coming through. You're going to have Rasmussen coming through. You're going to have Sider, who's been the best prospect in this pool. He's going to be playing next year. Do we really think that this team is going to stink next year? I think they'll be middling again. I don't know that they'll be. I don't know if they'll make that spot. I think. I think they're going to be a competitive team. We have forty okay. million dollars. Sorry, we want to say that we have. We have forty million dollars to play with. That here's, too. Here's here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're gonna, and I've been. I know I've been saying this since like last year. We can pick up players like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We have the money. We like. We have the money. We just need like the resources. We have all these picks. We have a lot of prospects. In theory, in theory, we could get a Taylor Hall. We could. I know you you laugh at me, but I we no, could I'm get not a laughing. Ryan. I don't want Taylor Hall. I know you don't want Taylor Hall, but you can get a Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You can get these above average players who are on top ten. Like I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is like a Jacob Vrana, where you take him off of Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Yeah, he's not going to shine when those two guys are slinging every goal. So you're going to bring him over here, and he's going to shoot lights out. few of those mixed with our prospects, I'm with Corey. I think that we're going to be a competitive team. Next year. Next year, you're calling playoff run. I'm Not, not, not playoff run next year, but the year after, you yes. You literally just said that. Compete, well, okay, playoff run ins, ins, instills that you're going to win a round or go on a, a round or two. You're thinking we're it. making the playoffs next I time. think we could make the playoffs. I think we will be no, either close. Thank you, Chris. I, th- I think Chris. we will We will either be close. Our, uh, let me, our ceiling will be an eighth seed. Okay. If okay. everything goes right, we will be in the playoffs. But it's the Red Wings, so it won't. Yeah, but it hasn't. nothing has gone right for the past, what, four seasons? Yes. Our luck's got to turn four. at some point. You're right. But it turns slowly. That's just the 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 battle mixing, that we have. Mixing in the young players that we have and all of this cap space and the fact that Helm will be gone. Gagne, even though I kind of like what he does. Um, who else? Philp has gone. You're going to have all these. I think Adam Ernie will come back. Um, Bobby Ryan is 50-50. I don't really know what with him. But 
the rest of those holes, you better believe they're going to fill with these young guys. And whoever doesn't get taken by Vegas, that's a whole other thing I don't even want to talk That'll about. That'll be a separate podcast. We can't, we can't do that do right that. now. No. Um, but ceiling, eighth seed. And then depending on, depending on how good I feel about the offseason, I could say seventh seed. But not if I say anything above a seventh, you guys have full permission to smack me upside the head. You're in Indiana now. That's going to be hard. Ha! That's the point. All right, ah. drive. We need um, we need we need to move on here. Really Unless quick. you have a final thought, Chris. Not you really thought. Uh, Tom Wilson just bounced Panera's head off the ice. Yeah, that's Tom Wilson. I'm not shocked. <laughs> Will he get ejected? fined for it? No. You gotta. You get. You, yeah, this is pretty bad. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm on. Is, oh, is is. <laughs> oh, that was Bushnevich. Yikes. No, just wait. Just wait. Is the guy getting up? I'm not watching. No, it was Bushnevich. Then Panera jumped on Tom Wilson's back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> his helmet was off, too. Yeah, he bounced his head off the ice. And then proceeded to ground and pound him. Dear Lord. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. That could be a topic for another day. Yeah. yeah. We ha- yeah. The Look Players Association... Right yeah, really. Player Safety Association doing oh jack for their players. Anyways, uh, we have Probert several rants that we could go on in the in the realm of hockey. I, I if see. Probert was here, I don't. Yeah, we Probert don't need to bring. Been suspended. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we don't need to go back to the '80s. We need to keep moving. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Pistons before. Pistons. We jump into Corey's tirade. Pistons. Uh, yes, I I actually had the chance to see the Pistons live. Um, not too long. My my first my first sporting event in Indiana was, um, Pacers, it was a Pistons game. Pacers Pistons. Um, Yay. Um, Maddie came down to see me, so we went to the game. So shout out Maddie, you're the bomb. Dot com. How are uh, Pacers tickets? Pretty cheap. Nice. If you get them early, I think our tickets were like twenty bucks. So that's not important. Um. I mean, just watching them in live for the first time this season, like, I mean, it's an exciting brand of that. I mean, you've got these young players and, you know, they're, they're, they're playing like young players would play. Um, and honestly, like they made it a game. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, hold the lead or, you know, even when the lead started to get insurmountable, they kind of just like faltered or, you know, faltered. Um, but there are there were exciting aspects of this game, and I, I was talking to Noel a little bit before we started. Um, it it kind of seems like every other game or so, another young Pistons player kind of pops off for a game. I, I've seen so many people talking about Isaiah Stewart, rightfully so, um, because now he he's a NBA record holder for blocks in a game. Um, but everyone just comments about how hard he plays once he gets into the game, and then he also has the greatest nickname. Uh, in the league right now with beef stew, you get t-shirts with Campbell's like beef stew on, whatever, that's fine. Um, but there's a, there's a huge difference from, I guess, where the Red Wings were at this year as, a, as opposed to where the Pistons were at. For the Pistons, your roster was primarily these young and up-and-coming players. Um, they were not um, guys like Philpola, Helm, Nielsen, plugging holes who were old and bad. So... You are led by a young-ish, or I guess pretty young, you know, budding star in this league with Jeremy Grant, and then also following in his footsteps, you have these very young one first-year or second-year players that are also producing and playing, you know, a pretty 
good brand of basketball. Now they haven't put that all together. You know, there's some nights where they can go out and beat a Boston Celtics like we've talked about in the past, but then you see the age and inexperience really show and they lose by like 40 or something like that. Um, I wanted to talk about, because I was looking and I saw something. I I couldn't find the tweet again, um, but it was Jeremy Grant. He was asked about coming to the Pistons, why he would come to the Pistons instead of a competitive team. Um, And he talked about the rebuilding process. You know, I I just was thinking to myself that whenever a player who signs with a team that isn't so good, they avoid the term rebuild like the plague, right? It's something that's that's very taboo. They don't want anybody to like really focus on that. It's like, you just came here so you could get paid. And I found the article that it was referencing. The Detroit Free Press did it. um, And it said, why did the Detroit Pistons uh, rebuild is different from the process? And that compares to um, the Sixers who are just trying to be bad in order to just, uh, just get these young players. Uh, And Jeremy Grant was, was talking about, just the dynamic. The, the quote here um, was saying that you know he's talking with uh, the Pistons GM Troy Weaver, and his plan was to quickly restore the roster as opposed to completely destruct or destroy and rebuild it. So I think it's pretty refreshing that your star player is being honest. <laughs> I mean, he became the star player, which I mean was kind of unexpected. Um, but he said, hey, we aren't very good right now. We, I, I knew that coming into my signing, and then I, you know, I became the player I am right now. But we are not very good right now, but we are going in the direction, and you can see that on a daily basis. You have a guy like Sadiq Bey who can shoot the lights out at times. You have a guy like Isaiah Stewart who plays a just a 150-mile-per-hour brand of basketball. And then you have a guy like Saban Lee who can just come out of nowhere uh, and have a career game. Um, and these are young players that are being molded and shaped. And in the, the verbiage, I think, in the locker room is a lot different. It's like, hey, this is a rebuild. No, this is a – this is the foundational – like the the we're laying the foundation for something that could be good. And if you were to tell me that, and the Pistons were in the Western Conference where it's just all the stars are seeming to be over there, um, I'd be like, okay, big whoop. We don't have a LeBron. We don't have a Steph. We don't have this. But we're in the East, and the Eastern Conference is a very different brand of best. You have the Bucks, you have the Nets, and then you have everybody else. I mean, you could throw the Celtics there when their heads are up their rear ends, but there are. The majority of playoff spots are usually unaccounted for in the Eastern Conference um, because you aren't Giannis, you aren't Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. You aren't um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And you can duke it out. And you could probably put together a couple of years where you could be a successful playoff team in the Eastern Conference. And I think I'm very encouraged by the Pistons. You know, we I, We've made it very known that uh, we aren't – super involved but we've been paying attention because there's reasons to pay attention to the pistons and uh if there's anything that pistons twitter taught us if there's anything that the nba has taught us is that the pistons are doing something that could be very very special sometime down the road and it's not hopeless basketball it's not when the red wings were terrible last year and everything was hopeless you know it's it's pointing towards it's it has a direction which is very very nice (laughs) to see Unlike some other things, but <laughs> anything else yeah. 
Anybody want to add? I did not watch a single Pistons thing this past week. I apologize. That's life's okay. been life's been life's been rough. But yeah, I agree. I agree fully. Blindly and fully. Oh boy. Um I did watch a couple Pistons games. I think that they're fun to watch. I don't know obviously I don't know analytics enough to like pick out certain things or pinpoint um things like I do with the wings, but it's fun to see, you know, Killian Hayes, his passing being consistent, but also like his shooting has gone up uh, since he's played more. Um, Frank Jackson has started to be really good um, and just kind of come into his own. And, and so I think, again, it's, it's a hopeful, it's a hopeful rebuild. And I think that's something that we definitely need <laughs> in Detroit right now. Um and I think, I mean, a hopeful rebuild that's, like, in the middle of a season. Because we're watching the Lions, and they're hopeful, but we don't actually get any Lions content other than draft day or press conferences. We don't actually get games. But it's fun to see, like, the Pistons playing fine. And, like, still, like, we're still being hopeful even after losing mm-hmm. several games. I don't know. It's a nice change. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Uh, do you have your helmet ready, Noel? You ready to get into the bomb shelter? Yeah, I'm ready to duck and cover. <laughs> the um, Corey, I just need you to like back away from your mic just a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. The, Thank you. Um, the, the the Detroit Tigers. Oh, I I. This really hurts. Like I don't I don't get I really don't get any enjoyment like being mad. Like I like I'm not doing this to like to like how much I hate I love the Detroit Tigers. I absolutely adore them. They're the reason I watch sports. I've said this 60 times on this dumb podcast. Not it's not no. dumb, but you know what I mean. But I it is unfathomable. I can't even speak English. <laughs> it is dumbfounding how ter- you need to find a new word for how just incompetent this team is. They are by far the worst team in in baseball this year. Everybody is talking about, and it, it started last, or it started a couple weeks ago. Some beat writers were saying there's no reason that this team should be this bad. Just a few, and now it's like we are in year five of a rebuild, and we are worse off than when we started. How does that make any sense? That easily goes with my buddy Al Avila and how he cannot make any trade that leads towards success for this team. I don't know what it is. And I, I, I was talking about this the other day and thinking about it. It's not necessarily their scouting because for whatever, like obviously Akil Badu, he's very, he is cooled off tremendously right now. He is not, he hasn't done anything this past week. But you got a Victor Reyes, you got a Akil Badu in the Rule 5 draft, so somewhere the scouting is at least serviceable. Everything else, player development is horrendous. 
You had the number one pick in the MLB draft with Casey Mize, and Casey Mize, he's shown signs and flashes, but that is not what a number one pick is supposed to do. A number one pick is supposed to produce, and especially a player that was that highly touted. Even before the Tigers had the number one pick, Casey Mize was like the next big thing. He was the next superstar pitcher in Major League Baseball, and he has not lived up to that hype. Tariq Skubal, I will give I will always give him a little bit of credit. He kind of jumped up on the prospect rankings, but since he's been here, he hasn't been very good either. He can't locate the strike zone. His spin rate is down, his velocity is down, and he's uh, I don't want to say a head case, but he can't put some consistency together. Look at every hitting prospect we have had the past decade. Kristen Stewart was supposed to be the guy. Kristen Stewart cannot hit a baseball. He can't. He was cut this year. And this was a guy who was a top five prospect in our farm system. Cleared waivers outright. Nobody wanted him. It doesn't just end there. What about Kyle Funkhauser? What about Bo Burrows? What about Alex Fiedo? These are draft picks that have been... It hasn't even been five or six seasons since they were drafted. The Free Press did like a top 15 prospects list. Funkhauser, Fiedo, and Burroughs, not in that 15. Why? It's because they haven't developed. And don't even get me started on the trades. We Essentially, think of every single player the Tigers have traded away besides Alex Avila the GM's son, who we got Condelario for, thank the Lord, because that would be the only that would be the only trade where you got anything of value in return for this franchise right now. Willie Castro, you could say, but Willie Castro doesn't know how to hit a baseball right now. And on top of that, he doesn't know how to play defense. Speaking of the defense, we have won one game in the past week. We had five errors in that game. That yeah, is just- not good. She that came is, down in a freaking bubble, dog. That is unspeakably. <laughs> that is inept. That is that they can't turn. They can't turn routine double plays on this team right now. You're in year five of a rebuild, and you can't figure out how to turn a double play. Good lord! Somebody get a new def- defensive coach. Get a new infield coach. I don't. I don't care. That is that is fundamental baseball. And we can't figure that out. And the, the really sad thing is, I, I, I will defend A.J. Hinch. I will defend um, that. I, I think it's really a shame that we got the best managerial hire in free agency. And we can't do anything of it because our roster is hot garbage. Also, Chris Fetter from Michigan, you know, the team that came out of nowhere and went all the way to the College World Series due to the development of their starting pitching has completely turned the staff, the starting rotation staff, around. I saw a stat. It was in the series Chicago. It's probably changed. For the American League ranks, the Tigers had the best starting pitching ERA. And they're the worst team in, the, in baseball. Yep. How does that make any sense? Chris Fetter has turned these guys around. They have the worst bullpen ERA. Sound familiar? Um, and they have the worst offense, which goes to not spending any money on anybody and, sp- and filling holes that don't need to be filled. Robbie Grossman doesn't move the needle. Nomar Mazzara, he should. He got hurt. 
Jury's still out. Wilson Ramos started off hot. Stinks right now. Can't hit can't hit the broadside of a barn. I've defended Miguel Cabrera since day one of that contract. He's hitting 100. He is well below the Mendoza. He's hurt. He's old. His body's falling apart. But that's just a hole in your lineup that you're not getting any production out of. <laughs> and then just deep, deep diving into the trades. I have to, I have to go back to this. For your future Hall of Fame starting pitcher, you got zero major league talent. The only the remember that remember that free press article of the top fifteen prospects number fifteen or fourteen was Jake Rogers. Jake Rogers is probably the oldest prospect on that list. The man can't hit, and when he was he was supposed to be the best defensive catching prospect in baseball when he was up and playing for the Tigers in the second half or where I don't even remember because it was so not memorable of him playing. He could not he did not know how to catch a pitching staff and he was making errors left and right. That could be due to young or whatever, but this is your bread and butter. That's how you're gonna stay in the league and you can't even do that. Daz Cameron can't hit a bait. That's really sad. Your major league roster cannot hit so, like, you should be calling up anybody. Daz Cameron is so bad, he can't make a major league roster that can't even hit. <laughs> Franklin Perez, <laughs> who was the crown jewel of that deal, he can't throw a pitch without his arm falling off. How do you, how does, how do you pass a physical when that happens, are you just going to tell me that this was some unresolved thing? Because the second he put on a Tigers uniform, his 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 arm failed him. I, I would like to think that the reason that the Astros probably parted with Franklin Perez is because maybe they knew there was something wrong in his mechanics that would lead to injuries down the road. And turns out, as soon as he lands in Detroit, he can't. He, his arm it doesn't work. I hope he can turn out. I hope he can like figure out a way to throw left-handed because that's the only way he's going to make it to a major league roster. Guys, you traded for Justin Upton in two seasons. The players that you got no longer playing baseball. They weren't even in a minor league system. They were tired. Nick Castellanos, you got two prospects outside of a top twenty for him. Last time I checked, Nick Castellanos is one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball right now. Do I have to go on? Do I have to list more? I, it, it's This goes to management. This goes to the general manager who has a potato for a brain. He cannot make a deal. He cannot negotiate. He can't bring in and fill a roster correctly because how on earth do you hit so poorly last year and then come into this year and somehow figure out a way to hit worse? With the players that you brought in. And then on top of that, how on earth are you going to trust this man to trade a Jose Urena, who has been great, by the way, his past three starts? How are you going to trust a man to trade Matthew Boyd, who has had a career resurgence, by the way, at the trade deadline? How are you going to trust this man to trade these players and get value in return? The track record speaks for itself. 
We've had nothing. Since the Justin Verlander trade, we have had zero return besides the GM trading his frickin' son. Chris, uh, Chris Illich better thank Jesus every day that Steve Eisenman's just so happened to come back to Detroit. Because if he did not... He would be probably the worst owner in the history of sports. That's probably an exaggeration. I'm very fired up. But currently, he would be the worst owner out of all the owners in sports if he had the Red Wings without a Steve Eiserman as the GM and the Detroit Tigers. Oh, no, well, I see the look you're giving me, but name me a franchise that is that has experience or that is more helpless than the Tigers right now. After having such success, too. That's what I'll, that's what I'll add. I mean, his, his... Mike Illich was a man who wanted to put a solid product on the field. He, he practically gave just about everything besides his own soul to get a World Series for the Tigers, and he didn't get to see it. And now his son is cutting corners and giving, giving a, a, a kitchen sink... Of a of a I I, I didn't even, I, I have to find a new word to insult Al Avila because he's got a tin can for a brain. It's spilling out. He he goes like this and it's spilling out in his brain. It's just oh. I'm I'm so I've never I've never been this frustrated this early about a Detroit Tigers team in my life. And I've I've seen some pretty inept. I've seen some very good Tigers teams, but the past five years. Should be the 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 five years previous should have been the worst Tigers baseball we've seen. We're five years into the rebuild, and we have we haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg for how bad this team is. This team is projected to lose 117 games this year at, at the pace oh they're going right. Gosh, and they have a top. I think still a top five ERA starting pitching in the, in the in the American League at least. And we're projected to lose 117 games. Still, you want to That's talk? Awful. You want to talk about the Leonard Kenny coach kicking the garbage can and saying this is effing embarrassing? This, this is the epitome of effing embarrassing. The Detroit Tigers are a poop stain on Major League Baseball right now. There should be relegation because this is what that team deserves right now, and it hurts because I love this team so so much. And they are god awful. I and will it's all thanks to Chris Illich and Alvila. There's no more, one else to blame. More have been fired for less. Do you think that they've considered having Steve Eiserman take over as GM of the Anybody? Tigers? Hey, there we go. I, I I am I am now more convinced I could do a better job. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. I really I'm go. really not. Because I at least know what prospects to look for. I can just look at a top 100 prospect list and, and see if this guy's a top 100 prospect for his defense. No, we can't take him because we need offense. Because no one can hit the ball on our team. I have to admit, when, when Alavillo makes a trade, it kind of seems like someone on a weekend who partied too hard and decided to turn on MLB and the manager mode and then he's just like oh i can i can trade justin verlander for nothing i can i can trade away my own son <laughs> i wonder what his fantasy would look like <laughs> he's, not allowed, 
He's not allowed to have fantasy. No, I know he's not. But like when he retires, he can. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Wonder what that would look like. I don't know. It's just it 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 hurts. It really does. It like it, the pretty li- awful. The Tigers are so bad. They're almost giving me hope in the Lions. That's how bad this has been. That's that's bad. I mean, they got they got they got shut out in th- in three of four or four of five of their last of their of those games. Mm-hmm. So it was either three of their last four or four of their last five. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check, but. It's very rare for an MLB team to get shut out. And the Tigers did that four to- three or four times the past weekend. Yeah. That's pathetic. Yes. That's awful. I think the only functional part of the Tigers front office is their social media team. God, give them a raise. Honestly. They need a raise. They need probably therapy. They posted oh. the... Well, for the what was the one against the Yankees? What was the score for that? The one that was like eleven to zero. So, was that what it was? Not great, Aaron Bob. Judge. <laughs> Aaron they didn't Judge even post dingers. They didn't even post an end game score. This they just said more Detroit, less. less Yankees more, and the that's sad- it. <laughs> you know what the sad thing is? You re- you want to know what the sad thing is? is it, there's more. No, well, no, I mean. Kind of, but I've seen that tweet multiple times a year for the past four seasons. Oh, geez. So, like, yeah, that's really fun. Like, I, it's hilarious. Give credit to the social media team. They're doing great. But to speak to the product on the field, I've seen that tweet more than I should have. Especially year five into a rebuild where you're trying to get all these – all of these prospects and you know trying to get better and and you're going downhill. Hey, there is there is a silver lining. Well, there is no. There I'm there's there no is, silver lining. There is a silver lining. What's the silver lining, Chris? The silver lining is next week Whit Merrifield and the Royals are coming to town and StubHub tickets can literally not be any cheaper. They are at the lowest that you can possibly... I had to sell a ticket because hey, I got rained hey, out. Chris? Yeah? You know he doesn't live in Michigan anymore, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. This is for me. Silver lining for Corey. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Not for Corey. <laughs> Not for Corey. Silver lining for me because I'm the only well, person who lives anywhere near Comerica Park. I don't know if I should be saying this, but uh, uh, do you know I'm banned from StubHub? Oh! <laughs> what did you do? I... I exclusively have to use SeatGeek. <laughs> Why? What'd you do, Corey? So I it wasn't like anything out of math. Like I didn't do like anything like like on purpose, per se. So I went to Per se. You can't say that. <laughs> no, I okay, whatever. Um I went to lawyer. No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> You're annoying him. Let him finish this. Sorry. I went I went to the winter classic in twenty fourteen at the big house, right? So Jealous, yes. Crazy great sporting event. Um, so it was like a, it was like a combination, like Christmas, birthday gift, best, best gift ever. You know, negative eight degree temperatures, doesn't matter. We're seeing a hockey game in a blizzard outside. Awesome experience. Um, go on vacation, you know, a year and a half later, trying to buy tickets for a spring training game or something like that. And I go log on to StubHub 
and I try to check out, and it like everything goes black. It says there's no more tickets for this event. I'm like, that's a lie. There was eight thousand tickets available. Um, whatever. So um, I try to make a new account several times, but it's connected to whatever credit card or, or whatnot. Um, come to find out, my account and anyone who's associated with like my last name's account. Um, is banned from StubHub because they didn't get a payment for uh, tickets, which oh. turned out to be the Winter Classic because my mother used my grandmother's credit card, like, like not like without her like permission, but like like hey, this is what we're doing for Corey for his birthday, Christmas, whatever. And my grandmother, when she got her bill didn't recognize the purchase, so she called the company oh, no. and disputed <laughs> and disputed the, the charge. Oh, no. So moral of the story, my grandmother got her money back and I went to the Winter Classic for free, but I'm no longer <laughs> I'm no longer allowed to use StubHub until StubHub gets their money. Which they're not going to. Which they're not going to. The Winter Classic was seven years ago. Oh my gosh. So I have relig- I have to use SeatGeek. And I guess that's kind of cool. It's like, oh, I'm banned from this place. Oh my word. Because it's nothing of your fault. Wait, is this Grandma Ruth? Yes, this is Grandma Okay. Yes, I will Grandma admit, Ruth. Though, I will admit. If you told me I would go to the Winter Classic, but my only downside is that I don't get to go on StubHub anymore, I'd take that any day of the week. Well, SeatGeek is better anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shout out wow. SeatGeek, sponsor. Yeah, SeatGeek's way better. Um, so, oh, yeah, boy. That's, that's, that's the thing. So, anyway, to, to round out this discussion, uh, I still love the Tigers, and really what I should be doing as a fan next, I should be rallying up a protest to note, like, the, the stadium can only have 20% capacity anyway. Until there's a, a change, that's I should rally up people and be like, we're not going to give Chris Illich any more money for this product. Because the at this point, the fans were fed this, you know, we're going to rebuild, we're going to be back better than ever, and we're five years into it, which I didn't even get to the point. We're five years into this, and we are the seller and laughing stock of Major League Baseball. And a team who did the same thing to rebuild and actually won a World Series is now playing competitive baseball, and that's the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, I, the Kansas City Royals, I believe, are in first place in the AL Central right now, and they started their rebuild after us, and they're playing competitive baseball. That alone should tell you that something is is. Horrendously wrong. You horrendously are correct. Wrong. But I'm going to be an idiot. I'm going to still going to watch this dumb team. I'm going to wear my stupid jersey, my stupid hat. And Cincinnati's an hour and a half away. I'm probably going to go to the Reds game when they play in in Cincinnati in September. But I guess I'd be giving my money to the Reds, so I think I'll be okay with that. But I mean, it's just. <sighs> The fans deserve much, much better. And we should have gotten a World Series in 2012. We should have gotten a World Series. We should have gotten a World Series in either of 2012 or 2013. We didn't get that, and now we're just a farce of an organization in Major League Baseball. 
It's a sad truth. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever laughed harder for one of our podcasts. This has been one of my favorites. Well, that's good. That's good. I, <laughs> I, I haven't been, the I haven't, pain. I haven't but. laughed this whole time. Thank you. <laughs> nah, just kidding. The StubHub thing is actually really funny. That's but. hilarious. I'm surprised you haven't told that story sooner because it's like, one like of I the have, best stories I've ever heard. I feel like I have, but I... Like the I, best thing I've ever heard. I, 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 if I ever have like a, a two truths and a lie thing ever again... Uh, I'll have to I'll have to squeeze that I'm I'm banned from StubHub in there, and then people are oh you're not banned from StubHub you're a sports fan actually I am yeah. here's thanks why. to my grandma <laughs> oh boy well we've uh, covered a lot of ground for the past two weeks and uh, I hope everybody here enjoyed it uh, thank you all very 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 much if you've made it this far. We greatly appreciate it, and we hope to see you guys again, hopefully next week. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Bye, Bye guys. Kids. Have a good week. Go Tigers! Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the CNC Replay. Uh, we're so grateful for your listen. If you would also take the time to rate us five stars and subscribe, that helps us reach a bigger bigger, bigger audience. Um and you can go ahead and follow us on socials at the CNC Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, thanks again for listening. Have a great week.